And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. There's nothing better than traveling to Walt Disney World over the holidays. Right now, we have an amazing offer going on for our Disney Dads family. Tell me a little bit about it, Jamie. I'm so excited to be able to bring this incredible offer to our family, and that is if you book a vacation package now through the end of December 2019, we are giving a complimentary party ticket to either Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So contact us for details, and we can get you that incredible offer. Contact us at show at awaywithmetravel.com, and we can't wait to get you to these amazing parties today. And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast Show. It's a little about us, a lot about Disney. And my name is Justin. I am so excited tonight that you have joined us, but mostly I'm excited to see these two smiling faces across from me because we have an amazing new feature new topic that we're bringing tonight but before we get into that guys how are you doing everyone looks fantastic how was your day today uh perfect great rainy i was gonna try to do that in my favorite ghost host personation in in person personation in person (laughs) now that wasn't gonna work but i was gonna leave that to mike who just looked like he froze up i'm good okay Maybe he is, maybe he is a maybe, ghost now. Maybe he is. Maybe. Oh, it's it's Mike. been a lot of fun, man. It was a great day anyways, Mike. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it was weird because we had like 90 degree weather yesterday and we got like 50 degree weather today, but the 50 degree weather has got me in the mood, in the spirit for that all things Halloween and uh, the, the fall festivals. And I'm really excited to talk about tonight's show because I'm going to have a lot of fun talking about some of these stories. Yeah. I tell you, it, I wish I had 50 degree weather. It is so hot here. I looked at Katie today and I was like, this is insanity. I was mowing my grass and she goes, don't you love when you're mowing your grass or you're doing something really, you know, using a lot of energy, it's hot outside, and this is the line you get from your wife when she walks up, you're really sweaty right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit hot outside. Um, It was hot here today, guys, but I'm ready for some fall weather because like you guys said, man, it's that time of year. Here in three weeks, I'll be down at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party taking some amazing pictures um, in front of the Haunted Mansion. And guys, we're introducing something new tonight for the Disney family that I'm really excited about. You know, there's times over the last two years that three of us have come together and we started talking about ideas and maybe 
new things we want to do and things adapt and they change. And this new subject that we're about to dive into is a new series that is going to take up the entire month of October. And it is Disney Dad's Stories. And we are diving into the Haunted Mansion. When we first started talking about this, fellas, excited? Are you ready for this? Like, what was your uh, what was your thoughts? Oh, I'm I'm completely on board with uh, the fun we're going to have tonight. I really was looking forward to it. Yeah, there's so many sidebars, so much, so many stories behind the actual story. I can't wait to get into this, talk about it, and elaborate on a lot of it. Yeah, the whole thing. What people don't understand is, you know, when when Imagineers go to create an attraction. The attraction, before there's ever track laid or before they ever put a doom buggy in or anything like that, it all starts with a story. And we don't want to come to you so much with the facts of the attraction. There's this many bricks. There's this, that. We want to tell you the stories behind the stories uh, with this amazing attraction. And what we're going to do tonight is dive in to the exterior of the Haunted Mansion. We're going to talk a little bit about the queue, uh, the graveyard, um, some of the amazing things that maybe you don't know or maybe you've always wanted to know as you're walking up to one of your favorite attractions at Walt Disney World. And uh, guys, I have to say tonight, let's start with something that if you're a Disney fan, people have talked about this for years. It has been an iconic uh, uh, mark where people have proposed. It has been a place where people take pictures and it has been a place where People have always searched for the story behind the wedding ring in the concrete at the Haunted Mansion queue. Have you do one? Do you know about this? And two, have you ever seen it? And three, I want to know more about this uh, this wedding ring. I've been on the scavenger hunt. I had a fantastic cast member who was able to show me where it was. I'm not going to tell our Disney family where it is because I think it's one of those things that you either have to try and figure out on your own or if you're lucky enough to have a great cast member to show you exactly where the spot was where I am. Uh, you know, there's a lot of backstories about the ring. Uh, one of my favorite stories is, I don't know if you guys have heard this one, uh, Master Gracie, who is the master of the house, was married six times. Uh, had six wives all of his previous six wives had died time came along and he met a seventh wife to be and she was a little bit of a prankster you know she was one of these you know kind of fun loving you know bride to be and she decided that one night she was gonna lock herself in the trunk in her wedding gown the night before her wedding and kind of surprise her you know soon-to-be husband now I know that if I had my wedding and my bride was missing I would think well you know what she thought better right and she left but apparently she thought this would be a funny joke to play on him but you know what? The trunk got locked. She couldn't get out. She suffocated and she died. Master Gracie was beside himself with grief. He decided he was going to place his wife in a horse-drawn funeral carriage, bring her to the cemetery and bury her uh, in her wedding gown. So in that last moment where he's holding her hand right before the horse carriage takes her off, the other six wives were so upset about the fact that he was promoting so much love towards this wife that they spooked the horse, the horse took off, and as the horse took off, the hand that he was holding, the ring fell off, and there was this ring in the ground, stepped on by one of the horses, and that's where the ring is, in the concrete, which is why when you exit the haunted mansion, you see horse footprints in the ground, you get to see the funeral carriage, and there is a hidden ring that was on his seventh wife-to-be's finger. That's quite the love story there, but that's not the story I heard. 
I really like your story. Your story's got kind of a warm, fuzzy one. I like that story so much. I never heard that one before. I love that story. Let me take you on a little darker twist to that story that I heard. It's about (laughs) the same thing, but Master Gracie actually found a a, a note that, uh, a, a suicide note from his wife, which was Elizabeth, I believe. And, but let me go ahead and back it up there because Madame Leota was really in love with the master, right? So somehow in there, Madame Leota managed to find the demise of Elizabeth, either through horsing her into a suicide or something. And as a result of her death, Master Gracie decided to hang himself. And then Madame Leota herself took the ring outside and placed it on the ground and cursed it and shoved it into the ground with her feet. And that's where it stayed because he wouldn't need it. And if she couldn't wear it, nobody would wear it. I Look, for me, the story, Mike's story, I'd love that your story's based on love. It is. Right? It's great. This is the perfect and story. And you, you would have to think that all of us that are married would want our... our uh, six wives to our be... A- lo- our six wives to love us that much to where they... <laughs> Spook the horse? <laughs> to be understand. I mean, how Spook rude of them not to understand. I mean, come on. Right, exactly. Um, you know, and and Jay, like, you've got the most iconic characters in the Haunted Mansion inter- you know, with your stories. But that's not the story I heard. I heard a story that that involves the most, uh, one of the most iconic characters of the Haunted Mansion, and it's Constance. We're talking about Master Gracie and his six wives, but now Constance, she, talk about someone who cannot keep a husband by her own accord, she, at one point, murders one of her husbands, and in a fit of rage, takes the ring off his finger and throws it out the balcony window, out into the street, and that is where it lands and it stays until this day from Constance is the ring sitting there. Now, let me talk with you guys about this. This is what makes the Haunted Mansion one of the best attractions out of any attraction in the world, is that three guys... Three stories, and all of them have been passed around with Disney lore. And depending on who you talk to in that queue, they'll tell you a different story. Isn't it beautiful? The Imagineers left us just enough to come to our own conclusion. I love it. I I tell you what, though. If I have to pick one, I'm going with Mike's because it makes me feel good inside. Yeah, Mike's <laughs> is a warm fuzzy. I like that. His is kind of like that, that uh, bad Valentine's movie that you know makes me still feel good. I, I love it. Well, and you brought, you know what, Mike brings in another iconic uh, thing that you see out in front of the Haunted Mansion, and that is the uh, horse-drawn buggy that is out in front of the Haunted Mansion. One of the greatest pictures you can take, of course, during Mickey's Not So Scary, you can go there and you can have that iconic picture taken with the horse, you know, the, the dead horse and the uh, the ghost driver up top uh, taking that with you. But let me, I want to know this. Is there a story behind that hearse other than what Mike's already told us? The hearse itself is actually waiting for you. As you die when you get done with the the actual ride itself because you don't you don't live through the ride. Constance pushes you out the window. Contrary to what people want to believe, you do not live going through the haunted mansion and as you exit that as a spiritual form, the the actual hearse and the her- horse is ready to take you to the beginning of the attraction to allow you to become that 1000th ghost. 
That's dark. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is the haunted mansion. Now, let me let me ask you guys this. So, if you're thinking about these stories, mm-hmm. right? And you are thinking, "Man, this is a attraction in Disney." Do you take this as a dark attraction or do you take it as a lighthearted attraction? Because I think you could take Ooh. it one of both ways with the storylines. Is the glass half empty or half full? I guess, you know, it all depends. I mean, I've seen some people walk in there pretty gothed up, and this is their ride. This is their jam. And I think they're looking at it in a completely different way than I would look at it. Like, it's the party, man. This is, this is to me, it's an upbeat right. one. How about you, Mike? What do you think? You know, it can go either way. I mean, you know, that stretching room when you walk in with the ghost host hanging, you know, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, pretty dark. Um, you know, the... When you some of but then you have some of the humor when you're reading those tombstones on the outside, you know, being buried and some of the the, the funny humor that comes with the way people died. Um, so I think it goes either way. I think it's in your own perception, however you want to see it. And I think that's what's great about it, which keeps it family friendly because the parents can put the spin on it, like, oh, good, look, you know, it's cute and it's fun. But then if you really want to play it up, you can kind of play that role where you know this is pretty dark and gothic. And as we're walking through the queue, too, I like the fact that it's a lead-up. You know, you see, you have the story about the ring, which, look, unless you're a Disney fanatic, then you probably haven't heard this story before. But it allows you to get into the storytelling aspect of the Haunted Mansion at the very start of when you first walk up. Now, look, the, the thing I love, too, about the Haunted Mansion is it's not just the queue it's the entire um, uh, attraction, and it's the exterior of the building that really tells the story. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this story, but if you look at the exterior of the queue, and you're you're looking up, there's some really uh, there's some pieces that you'll recognize if you've ever played a, a board game before. Um, that board game uh, really played a huge role in this. And that's chess, Mike. Have you ever noticed this? Yeah, and there's one particular piece that's not on the roof and that would be the night because every night falls on the haunted mansion see and it's perfect and it's one of those things too where if you look at the underground thought of putting chess pieces on top of the haunted mansion is life is a, is a game of chess you know like eventually you're gonna lose I mean, that's deep and dark. I mean, that's like, wow, okay. You know, you can play and have fun if you want, but eventually you know where you're going to end up. You're going to end up a happy haunt inside the Haunted Mansion. Uh, Really one of those things that is, I think, a really kind of unique and cool aspect of um, when they were designing this, what Mark Davis brought to Imagineering, this amazing attraction. When we first started this show, we did an episode on Haunted Mansion, but we were still getting our way. We kind of did a broad overview of it. But you came to me with a story that even me as a as huge Disney nerd and as someone who has loved Disney my entire life and been there, you brought a story to my attention that I had never heard before. And I absolutely love the fact that there is a murder mystery in the queue. It is, um, it is it's something that's always fascinated me. And once I went down this road, I knew that uh, there this is something that not only did I need to go down and, and really try to, because I wasn't smart enough to figure it out when I was there personally. So I really wanted to dig into this and, and allow uh, myself to figure it out. And I went online and I, and I, and I had some fun with it, guys. You know what would be really great? If we had a detective that could help us solve this Disney mystery. 
Ah, there you are. Thank you, sir, for coming in again. This is a very detailed report. For the record, my name is Detective Harris. Can I offer you something to drink? Maybe some water or something? No? Okay. Well, let's get right to it. All right, for the record, what is your name? Ghost Host. <laughs> All right, can I call you Host? Mr. Host? Please. All right, so we're going to be talking about the Dread family here. The uh, This is probably one of the most perplexing murder cases I've come across, Mr. Host. As they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Yeah, they were quite the, quite the clan, weren't they? They, um... Let's just start with the uncle, where it all started, and apparently he was the first one to die, right? Oh, yes. All right, Mr. Host, I'm looking at... Page one here, and it looks like Uncle Jacob really is the center of the whole investigation. He was extremely wealthy. I guess it's irrelevant right now on where he got his wealth. The point is, is he was quite the miser and very greedy with his money, and he had people that wanted to get their hands on it. He's a very notable person. Uh, he wore the eye ring, always had his hands tight on his money at all times. Let's see here. And you stated, Uncle Jacob, greed was the poison he swallowed. He went first, the others followed. His killer's face he surely knew. Now try to discover who killed who. Looks like there is quite the murder mystery that was put into play. I want to side note that, Mr. Host, and I want to come back and ask you a question later about that. But, um... You mentioned in here that, uh, as your your poem stated, uh, greed was a poison he had swallowed, and our forensics has determined that Uncle Jacob, which we will call him from here on out, was surely poisoned. Now, moving on, we have Mr. Birdie. If you see Mr. Birdie in your description here, he has a serpent wrapped around his neck. Um... See, Mr. Birdie was actually an incredible hunter. So an avid hunter and an expert shot in the end, this is what he got. Now, forensics did determine that he was in fact shot, so that is factual in this case. Uh, the reason is uh, purely speculation based on what you told us, which makes complete sense. So I proceed, please. Almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Apparently, he was shot by none other than the wife of Uncle Jacob, and that would be Aunt Florence. So not only was her husband murdered, but she also had all the money stolen. And she knew that it was Bertie that stole it, correct? Perhaps. Okay. I want to go ahead and point something out here, because this kind of led me to other places in this investigation. I really didn't think I was going to go. So you wrote, Aunt Florence never did a dishonorable deed, yet found face down in canary seed. Now, I wanted to go ahead and find out why the term never did a dishonorable deed. And with that, I needed to pull up some records. I've got them right here. Okay. Taking a look at the past on this haunted mansion, I wanted to find out where Florence fit in with this. Obviously, she was the wife of Uncle Jacob. But her ties to the Haunted Mansion were a little bit more deeper than his. The Haunted Mansion was owned originally by George Hightower, and that was the last of Constance's husbands. When George was 
lost his head from his wife. There were no heirs to transfer, so the mansion went to his dad, George Sr. Hightower. Now, George Sr. was married to a woman, and her name was Daisy Dredd. Now, Daisy's sister was, can you guess it? Was Florence. Florence Dredd. That's where she ties into the house. So, going back to the phrase, never did a dishonorable deed, my first thought was, why was this placed on her plaque if never done a dishonorable deed when she actually took a weapon and 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 shot Bertie with it. She honored the death of her husband Jacob, Uncle Jacob, by shooting Bertie because Bertie poisoned Uncle Jacob. Mr. Ghost Host, is that so far seem correct? The real chills come later. That seems quite chilling to me, Mr. Host. Uh, Moving on from there, it wasn't enough that she revenged her husband's death and she found the money, but there are other people that wanted to get their hands on this, and the story and plot thickens. As you stated in your report here, all fingers pointed to the twins, Wellington and Forsythia departed life while in their beds with identical bumps on identical heads. Now the plot thickens with them because we know that they were the ones who took care of the ants because they found the bird seed right at their feet. And they didn't have enough time to get rid of the evidence before their demise came into play. Now, bumps on the head... Let's see here, I got here on page seven, I have Cousin Maud. Our sleeping beauty who never awoke the night her dreams went up in smoke. Now, investigating the twins, I see here, okay, the twins got, both were, uh, I guess went to sleep and they were attacked by a hammer and they got um, hit on their head and that was the demise of the twins and they found that hammer in the cousin's room after the fire marshal investigated her room because it went up in smoke. So her bed went up in smoke because the cousin, as stated here, always used a match as a hairpin. Now let's see here, and the fire marshals determined that she went to lay down and struck the match somehow that was in her hair. And her bedding caught on fire, and that was the end of this this saga. Uh, and the couple questions I have for you is, number one, I just want to quick run through this one more time, really quick for you. So we have Uncle Jacob, who was the millionaire, was killed by Birdie, who was the hunter, by poisoning. Now, Birdie was killed by... Aunt Florence, with a gun, he was shot because she wanted to avenge her husband's death and get her inheritance back, get what was rightfully hers as the spouse of Uncle Jacob. Now, the twins, who are young, ungrateful, and greedy, decided they wanted that money, so they decided to go ahead and take care of Aunt Florence, and they did it with birdseed. Now, being that they, they didn't get rid of the evidence in time, we know that they were guilty, but... Cousin Maud went ahead and took care of the cousins for killing everybody, taking the money, and 
falling asleep on her bed, which ignited her match, which was the demise of her, and that is the end of this whole investigation. Is this exactly what you are stating, Mr. Host? Shh. Listen. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. They have selected you to fill our quota. <laughs> what an amazing, amazing story. I love stuff like that when, before you've ever entered the attraction, your story now is complete. You have something you could see on Netflix. They could do a, how cool would that be? If they did a Netflix... A Dread Family Netflix? A Dread Family Netflix-based show, Disney show, on Disney Plus. Put it on Disney Plus. Well, I was going to think darker. What about, um, what is that, the horror, um, the horror show that's... How? No, the huh? uh, American, horror, American story, horror Story, the Dread Story. Oh, gosh, yeah. There we go. Let's go that route. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah dude. They, how great would it be if they introduced on Disney Plus an American... An American Horror Story. <laughs> A that's not even remotely what I was trying to say. A um, haunted mansion type of show mm-hmm. that yeah you had the characters like the Dread Family, you had characters like Madame Yoda, you had the you know what I mean, sure. and kind of made it a little dark for kids. Almost like did you guys when you were younger? And look, I'm I'm much 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 younger <laughs> than both of you, um, so I don't know if you watch this or not. But the uh, a Goosebumps. Did you watch Goosebumps? My kids watch it. Yeah, I think I was. I think I was yeah, somewhere overseas yeah. and, and, yeah. and, and, and with no electricity when you were those being came an adult out. Somewhere yeah, I no, understand. Yeah. Sure. But Goosebumps, do a show like Goosebumps for this generation where they're scary, but they're not like gory and crazy, you know, stuff like that. So, can we push on past the uh, the the Dread Family busts and um, let's let's talk um, Tombstones, guys? Because this is this is a pretty big conversation piece here. As we know, there's 13 tombstones out there, you know, with that lucky number 13. And a lot of them are based on Disney Imagineers, and there's a lot of tributes to that. Uh, one of my fondest memories was when we was a kid, I, one of my very first trips to Disney, I was probably about 9 or 10 years old, and my mom and dad, you know, they've been planning a long time for this trip, and they had one of those Disney tour guide books, you know? And, um, you know, because, listen, obviously there was no internet back then, and they didn't have, you know, great podcast hosts like us to be able to give you all this useful information. So they had this book, and she would go through, and she would tell me all of these stories about the the backstory stories on all of these tombstones and and the funniness behind it and the the humor and uh it's one of my fondest childhood memories was these actual tombstones and you know it's one of those things that we you know we talk about you know saving time and doing things at disney but this is definitely one of those rides that it's not it's better for you not to do it as a fast pass as much as you want to get the ride done because you really want to be able to take in this so if this is one of your first trips to disney Make sure you're not doing a fast pass for this and wait the 30 minutes, 40 minutes and really enjoy that time in the ride and really enjoy that time in the, in the in the queue. And I have quite a few tombstones that are my favorite with some of the, the favorite sayings. Do you have any favorite ones that always stick out to you or ones that you really want to see? Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite ones is Cliff Hewitt. Um, he, he was a interior designer for the Haunted Mansion, um, worked for WED, but his is rest in peace, Cousin Hewitt. We all know you didn't do it. Because I have a feeling at some point that's going to be my tombstone. You know what I mean? That's at the at the end. It's just going to be like we know you didn't do whatever it was that people are saying. You know, it's just, it's all good to go. Um, but as you go through, look, I mean, if you're going to jump to tombstones, 
you have to go to probably the most iconic tombstone that is there, and that's the Leota tomb. And it's the newest tomb in the graveyard. And the story behind it is just fantastic. The fact that she's not actually dead, you know, like her spirit haunts the haunts the grounds and it haunts the, uh, you know, the, the attraction itself and the haunted mansion. But it also it haunts the graveyard. And if you watch her, her tomb, you can see her eyes move. It moves up and down. She'll follow you. It's a very creepy weird thing and it's right before you're about to enter the haunted mansion to your left there and it's a very just if you don't know it's there and you'll see kids that's the best part you see kids look up and i like to always say things as i'm standing in line like you know they say if uh if you're going to become a happy haunt that you can see the tombstones move (laughs) and then just watch children just kind of look around and then all of a sudden leota's eyes will move but you look at the story of leota and uh and i think the fact that they start her story that far out of the Haunted Mansion is absolutely amazing. It, it's just the best. Well, they even started out even further because Leota's house is the uh, Memento Memori. So, I mean, they, they started way back. Yeah. And it just shows you what an important character she is to the Haunted Mansion. Well, and we'll, you know, as we go through the series, we'll dive more into Madame Leota uh, as she kind of... Her and the ghost host bring you through this attraction that originally was supposed to be someone completely different bringing you through the attraction. But we'll get that in, into that at a different a different time and tell those stories and the stories behind those stories. You know, we have to give some homage to these people who created the Haunted Mansion. But I love that they kind of kept a story to the side. And that's a Bluebeard. Mm-hmm. And they they create Bluebeard's crypt... And they put it inside of the 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 mausoleum, the the you know the the graveyard there, and they they make this um, this crypt a a kind of tribute to the the folktale of Bluebeard, and it says here it contains his loving wives and reads Bluebeard fourteen forty here here lies his loving wives Penelope died fourteen thirty four Abigail fourteen thirty five because through all the wives seven wives seven winsome wives. Some fat, some thin. Six of them were faithful, but the seventh did him in. Are we seeing a pattern with the amount of of wives and husbands that live and die inside the Haunted Mansion? Yeah, if you're number, uh, look, stop at six, guys. I mean, (laughs) hindsight, stop at six. Seriously, make six count. Really, really do that. I I wanted to uh, visit with um, about Master Gracie's and, um, you know, it's okay. Laid to rest in the morning, please, at his request. Farewell. What a, to me, that is such a perfect, like, it almost is kind of like you're just, you just, you're set free. Like, you know what? I'm, I, he's okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? But what I I did want to notice is, is when you guys do see this, check and see if there's a red rose on it. Yeah. Because every morning there's a red rose placed on his tombstone. That's something the cast members have really taken uh, taken to heart, and I love the fact that they do that because Yo Gracie, um, you know, spent just tons and tons of time and effort on creating this haunted mansion. Him and Rolly Crump, they they didn't leave there for months on end, mm-hmm. you know, until they got this correct. And the fact that I love that now that Yale Gracie lives eternally inside the Haunted Mansion. Now, let me ask you this. If you pour your heart and soul, these Imagineers pour their heart and souls, can you think of a better place 
for your spirit to go on than the haunted mansion. Oh. You get to go to the ball. You get to do all these great things. That's where I want my spirit to go on. I would probably fall asleep in that, that coffin and be, and then I'm the one that's like, let me out of here. Let me out. That would, Jason that would, would be, be sitting on a bench down in the ballroom <laughs> just watching people yeah, you know, with a pipe. Yeah, probably. I, in fact, I'm down there, man. If you look at the ballroom, there's a dude sitting down on the bench. That would be me. And I'll tell him to beat feet. He's been there long enough. It's my turn. We have the family plots, but we also have the very iconic pet cemetery as well. And I, Justin, I, I really want to uh, start it off with um, Mr. Toad, if that's okay. Let's just start with a big one. Love Mr. Toad. You know what? It's it's whenever you get to look up there, and this is another thing, and this is why I love this episode and what we're doing is a lot of people don't know these stories behind these uh, these tombstones. They play a role, whether it be a, a tribute to a to a Imagineer. You know, with their story and what they did. And look, the lines that they say, like we were just talking about, play homage to either what they did with the company or to their life in general. Now you get Mr. Toad. Listen, if you don't know what Mr. Toad is, I've ridden it in Disneyland. Great attraction. You were talking about a dark attraction. Wow. Uh, That is a dark, dark attraction. Um, But, you know, you used to have Mr. Toad there in, uh, in Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this evil, evil... I mean, awful, awful bear comes along who is who has his friends from the Hundred Acre Woods and kills off Mr. Toad. And poor Mr. Toad has now been delegated to the pet cemetery at the Haunted Mansion. One of my favorite things they do at Walt Disney World is that on the back, supposedly on the back of uh, Toad's grave, it says, Here lies Toad. It's sad but true, not nearly as marketable as Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) (laughs) And it's 100% true. I mean, it's one of those, look, I love Mr. Toad, but the the honeypots are probably a little bit better than going to hell. That's literally what you did on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. You died and went to hell. Um, And uh, with this, now you ride the honeypots through the, uh, although those heffalumps, man, they are some scary Dude, you don't. Yeah, those are some scary things. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I. I guess whatever you've drinking beforehand could amplify that. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's why they don't do drinking inside the Magic Kingdom, except for in restaurants. Sure. It's because they don't want people going on the uh, on the Winnie the Pooh and losing their mind to the Heffalumps. Well, I know I do know somebody who couldn't go on the Winnie the Pooh because they were going to yeah, get sick. That was a little rough. So, yeah, anyways, but we, we're not going to talk about that now. Hey, I listen. I want to talk about uh, cat named Whiskers. This is fun where his epitaph has nine different dates of death opposed to one because of his nine lives. Uh, what, what a fun, what a fun, fun um, uh, tombstone that is. Now, let me ask you this. So of these, you have to think that most of these play a role, right, mm-hmm. throughout the story. I mean, you look at, um, you know, the cat named Whiskers, and you see the cats throughout the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. So is Whiskers one of these cats you see throughout the Haunted Mansion? You know, the cats that's up on its hind legs, like, hissing and doing all that. It has to be, you know? And so as you're going through and you're looking, think, is that Whiskers? And this is what I like to do with younger kids, too, like with Riley. Mm-hmm. I told her, when she would be afraid of this, I would tell her stories like this. Okay. I would tell her, like, this is this person, this is this person. And then she would go through looking for them and be like, oh, Dad, look, it's Whiskers. It's Whiskers over there. Things like that. Um, look, you have an unnamed monkey who died in 1871. That's all it says. Right. <laughs> Just so random. Like, it has nothing to do with anything. Well, I know Rover and, the dog who died in 1898 was the father of the dog that you see in the graveyard. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. 100%. 
Uh, Waddle the Duck, who died in 1928. Little Waddle saw the truck, but Little Waddle didn't duck. A duck. It's just a duck. It's just the best. Yep. And Maisie the Poodle. Now I didn't really go down the um, the dates at all, but I wonder who would Maisie have belonged to? Do, do any of you know? Yeah, that's interesting. It would have to be somebody that's uh, it's previous the to the twenties. Yeah. So it wouldn't be Gracie, yeah. but it would be maybe no. the High Towers. Maybe, 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 maybe one of the High Towers. I don't know. Uh, what a, what a fun and you know what we can we can come up with stories all day long with this. I love it. Well, you know what? This is a great great opportunity for someone to write uh, a book you know about all these characters create stories for these characters you know what do something right now with your kids in the car read one of these and let them come up with a character and how they would interact and be a part of the haunted mansion i mean that's what this series is about is creating stories that we can all tell and uh look that's how disney lore gets started guys it is is telling 100%. stories 100 and let me give a, a recommendation for your moms and dads out there if you've got a child that is afraid of the haunted mansion write the story with because go ahead and, and 4k uh the, the ride attraction with them and find the spot that's really scary for them and write a funny story about that person because if you can bring humor and shed light on that scary part of the ride perhaps it'll open up the door for them to want to write it all with you and believe me what a what it's so nice to be able to ride that as a family instead of <laughs> writer swapping somebody waiting for the kid um as you're doing it so yes justin great idea with the writing Mike, let me ask you this. Out of all the stories that you've that we've talked about tonight, uh, with the queue, with the exterior of the building, and you're looking at um, the the history of the attraction and everything, what was one story you knew beforehand and and really stood out to you as a fan of the Honda? Because you're a huge mm-hmm. fan of the Honda Mansion. As a fan of the Honda Mansion, what's the one story that you've always been your go to with? You know what, like. I'm going to tell this story to other Disney fans. Because, look, I have my Disney stories to where I'll be standing around, and it's almost like being the smart guy at a dinner party, you know, when you're at Disney. If you had one story that you're picking from the Haunted Mansion, from the queue, the exterior, what story are you picking? I think the the, the ring story is amazing. I think that uh, there's so many different possibilities. There's so many other little landmarks outside. It's a very hard ring to spot, and I think that, you know, the story that I picked that I told was one of my favorite ones. You know what's funny about the ring too is those the uh, some of those Disney fans out there that go, you know, it was just an old turnstile right. mm-hmm. that was there getting into it. Stop it! Yeah, right I now. know, right? How about a little imagination, losers? I mean, get out of here with that nonsense! Exactly. It was not. It was the ring. It was either the ring that fell off the finger of the uh, with the six brides that ripped it off, or it was the ring of Constance throwing her husband's ring out the thing, or it was the ring of Jason's story. And now they're all running together, and I'm gonna. <laughs> and but you know what? That that's what happens with Disney folklore is a they lot of do. those do run together. You know what? It's almost like playing the the whisper game, or you know exactly. what I'm talking about? Like we all, yep. mm-hmm. we all like, it's like bunch of people telephone, telephone game. Yep. Bunch of people get in a circle. I whisper one thing to you, and the time it gets all the way back mm-hmm. around, like I whisper, I whisper, I'm really excited to go to Disney three weeks and do Mickey's Not Scary, and it comes back around, and it's like I went to Universal and it was horrible. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that drives like, me what? insane. I mean, how I want to just just go go through and be like. Who who Darwin this up? You you were yeah. you were out who? you were out go jump jump right there. I who messed it up? Who messed yeah. it up? Really? How do you mess that up? A hundred percent. Guys, this has been so much fun diving well, into hang on a uh, what diving was your into. Favorite? Oh, my favorite. Uh, 
You know what? My favorite has to be the Madame Leota tombstone. I think the whenever they first said they were going to make the Q interactive, mm-hmm. I was a little skeptical at first. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought, eh, don't touch something that's perfect already. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep, agreed. Do we need more? That's the question. Mm-hmm. How much more do we need? Like, what's next? Are their iPads going to be there? You know, like right. all that. Like, but the way they did it really, I thought, was perfect. I mean, the fact that Madame Leota now, and it's subtle enough. That when you're standing there and all of a sudden you look over and those eyes kind of look at you and then mm-hmm. look away. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been like in a creepy place, you feel like people are watching you anyways. Sure. And so I think they really did a good job. So I'd have to say the Madame Leota tombstone is probably my favorite, favorite I thing in the queue. I wished on the queue, you know, on the, uh, the bus, the murder mystery, the Dread Family, I wished like with the Disney app that they would um do you, do you remember those wine bottles that you bought Mike, oh yeah, that you hold your oh, phone yeah what were those okay yeah where it actually comes alive on the video right uh i wish that you know with like your disney app you could go there and hold your camera on it and then they would actually start talking to you and you could actually see them start moving around mm-hmm. and maybe even give you hints to the uh, mystery itself i mean maybe they don't want people standing there that long for that uh there's so much cool stuff that we could we could incorporate technology in with stuff like that you know what, though? That area is so big right in front of there that they could almost do like a, you know, like Animal Kingdom, if you want to stop and see the animals, mm-hmm. they kind of do like a separate area you walk to yep. and stand. They could do like a little standing area there. And yeah, the queue keeps moving past you. But if you wanted to have that interaction, you got to think that would be easy I mean, to do. you could do that with the horse carriage. Yeah. I mean, you could have the hitchhiking ghost running around. You could do it with anything. You could do it with all the tombs. It would be fun. That would be so you, much fun. You could have the ghost come up from behind the tomb and tell their story. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And then at the what and when you get to the beginning of the ride, be very blunt and very clear and direct and say put your phones away, they are no longer welcome. I mean just yeah. be very have the people, I mean look. I I will take your recording devices. And stomp on it with my foot. People from the future. Mm-hmm. Uh guys, anything else you guys want to touch cuz this has been absolutely a blast tonight. I love telling all these stories from the queue and from Outside of the Haunted Mansion, anything we're leaving out you guys can think of? Oh, no, but this is just the start, man, because we're just getting into the series, and I'm excited to push forward. You know, we were talking about the statues, and every trip when we go on, Sammy loves to take pictures in front of those busts. I have tons of pictures. I, I have them from year to year to year to year to year. And, you know, I cherish those pictures. You know what other, you know what other pictures I cherish? Our Facebook pictures. And I, you know what that brings us to? My favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Well, fellas, Justin, since you were away and you didn't get to make a pick last week, why don't you go first this week, buddy? Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, man. I tell you what, I really miss doing picks of the week when I'm out of here. I'm, I think I'm just going to start hopping on right before you guys record, and I'll just do like 10 minutes of picks of the week all the way through. Uh, this one's an easy one for me. It's a meet and greet I did in Disneyland. I haven't done it in Disney World yet, and it is an absolute great one. That's Edna Mode. And Ashley LaVorne Cook uh, rocking it, man. It looks like she had a girl's trip. And she said she liked her shirts. So they're basically besties now. I get it. I get it. I'm base. I'm uh, basically besties with Edna too. So uh, I tell you what, awesome pictures. You put up a bunch while you were down there, and I absolutely love it. I'm glad you had an awesome time. Thanks so much for being a great part of the Disney family. Jason, what you got for me, buddy? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Alyssa Treo. 
And the reason I'm going to pick her picture is, number one, it's uh, not only it's a great picture, it represents, definitely represents the Northwoods up where I'm from. But she's keeping it Disney. <laughs> and not only is she keeping it Disney, but her and her dog have matching Disney World shirts. I Did you see that? that? How, How awesome cool is that? that? And they're yeah, both sitting yeah. there just looking off in the distance and the picture was taken. And it's just a perfect all-around picture. And uh, hello, fall. I want fall so bad. I'm enjoying it. You want fall 101 degrees. degrees. You don't even get fall, oh, yeah. dude. You go right from summer to you go from summer to Wisconsin summer and then back to summer again. That's pretty much it. Yeah. 100%. So, uh I'm I'm cheating a little bit this week because mine's a little bit more than a picture. It's kind of a video. And uh this is super cool and I really want to know how to make it and Christina McSheffrey posted a short little video with Gigi Burns and it was tied into tonight's episode and it was Madame Leota's floating head in the uh in the glass bowl, and it was a Halloween decoration, and I thought it was absolutely super cool, so talented. Uh, I would love to make something like that. I've seen stuff like that before, but what an amazing job you did. So for me, that's going to be my picture slash video of the week. I love it. That was super, super cool, because uh, I would just do one of those right in the center of the room and just freak everyone <laughs> out. Who, everyone's already freaked out when they come to our house because it's just it looks like Disney puked all over our entire house. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's what we do. I got to give a shout out to uh, a couple people. One, I'm gonna do it really fast. Dan Rossi rocking pictures, rocking video. They rode the gondolas. He said, um, they're super nice and they're not hot at all. And he said, it's really hot down here right now. Um, but also I got to give a shout out to, uh, Katie sailors. They are heading down for her first Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, uh, her and her daughter here in 10 days and I helped them plan their trip. Um, and it was just, it's so much fun to hear the excitement in their voices to get down there. I it's, it's going to be a blast. Well, Justin, listen, I'm so happy you're back. Uh, you know, I know you headed back down to Disney in a few weeks, but you know, we'll enjoy the next couple of weeks with you here. Uh, Jason, pleasure as always. We get to dive into a new topic tonight that we're going to be talking about for the next few episodes. And uh, I'm excited to take this journey with you guys. Yeah, everybody have a good weekend. See ya. Guys, I had an absolute blast tonight. I tell you what, uh, before we go, let me do this. While you have your phone in your hand, you're at your computer, do me a couple favors. Go over to www.disneydadspodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Super active on Facebook. You guys know that. That's where we get all of our pictures for Picks of the Week. But also we're active on Twitter. We have a great Twitter uh, group over there. We're always talking about new and exciting Disney topics. If you're looking to get a hold of us at the show, it's DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find our individual emails on the website as well. Uh, Guys, the best way to interact with us, it is an instant interaction. That is through our our phone number. That is 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. Send us some show ideas. We're going to take a little break from trivia over the next couple weeks while we dive really into the Haunted Mansion. Um, Other than that, guys, look, there's one other thing you can do, and that is pick up your phone right now, open iTunes, go over, click five stars, Give us a quick review if you're liking the show. That is a huge hug to us, and we appreciate each and every one of you for doing that. And with that, guys, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being the most positive, best Disney family around, and we will see you all real soon. Have a good night, fellas. Good night. Good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney.
Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.